0: Welcome back, everybody. This is Todd Sylvester with the Todd Inspires Belief Cast. Thank you once again for tuning in. I love you guys for all your support. I'd love to give a shout out to our sponsors, Siegfried and Jensen, Wasatch Recovery, Hill Institute, and Veracity Networks. You guys are fantastic, and the belief and support you have in this is so amazing, so thank you so much. And i also like to just give a shout out to our previous guests. The reason why we're trending and we are ranked, you know, 150 in the world in mental health is because of the amazing guests I've had on the show, and today's going to be no different. Today we're joined by Deborah Bonner. Deborah, thanks for joining us today.
1: Oh, I'm so happy to be here.
0: Oh man, you guys are going to love her. A um, little background on Deborah: Deborah is a master transformational vocal coach. Deborah has taught women who have been suffering from anxiety, depression, and low self-worth. Deborah trained classically from the age of 13 until she graduated from the University of Michigan with a Masters in Vocal Performance. For decades, Deborah trained with with and was an associate associate of Seth Rogen and Richard Miller.
1: Seth Riggs?
0: Oh, did I say that wrong? Yes, yeah, we said that wrong. That's Seth okay. Riggs and Richard Miller, two of the top vocal protégés of the 20, 20th and 21st century. Debra has found, as a vocal coach, that most importantly, it's about finding your true, authentic voice, mm-hmm. and she has a, a website called Your True Voice, YourTrueVoice dot com. And we're gonna just get into her story. This is gonna be so cool. I'm so excited to have her on. So, Debra, why don't we start? Um, why don't you let our listeners know where did you grow up and tell us a little bit about your family?
1: Uh, I grew up in Flint, Michigan, and um, I was born in Louisiana. Oh, okay. But this was at a time when people were moving from the south to the north. Okay. To, for industry, you know. Oh like yeah. A car industry. Right. And so Flint, in fact, Flint, Michigan was the first. Um, um, the, that's where the first vehicle was built in Flint.
0: Oh really? Yeah. Flint, oh Michigan. wow. Okay. So, uh, how old were you when you guys moved up there? I
1: was nine months old.
0: Oh, so you yeah. So you don't really remember Louisiana at that time. No, uh,
1: (laughs) no, nothing about Louisiana.
0: Yeah. So, brothers and sisters. Um, I have
1: three brothers. I had three brothers, and one sister. Okay. And all who have since deceased.
0: Oh, they've all passed. Yes. Oh, wow. Do you mind telling us what happened there?
1: Well, you know, I think it's probably a lot of it is the nature of where we were raised. Okay. Where we grew up. Uh now when I was when I was small, uh Flint was booming. The car industry. Mm -hmm. Everybody had jobs. Right. Um uh just about everybody had mom and dads. (laughs) It was a you know, very happy childhood. Um and uh there were you know, black people lived on one side of town and white people lived on the other side of town. Yeah. So segregation, I remember there were at times even clans walking down the main wow. street, you know. So, you know, right there in Flint, Michigan, in the north.
0: Right there, yeah. yeah. So,
1: so, you know, uh, so I grew up, um, well, during the 60s and, you know, Dr. Martin Luther King and, yeah. and civil rights and all that. And my father was a... Was an activist, and okay. um, my pastor was uh, probably the most prominent pastor in the community. Really, so he um, and 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 eventually became uh, the president of the Sunday School for the mi- Black Missionary Baptist Churches oh, all over wow. the United States. That's amazing. So, and so gospel music was was strong. Yeah, and I sang in the choir. So. Um, <laughs> You know, um, I, I must say, uh, I had learning disabilities okay. uh, growing up, and I was uh, especially a child.
0: Mm. Okay.
1: And so it was hard for me to retain. So at the age of 13, I couldn't even read. Uh, I couldn't remember whatever they were, were teaching me, SC. S right, they come back to me. I don't remember you what don't remember I it was. I don't remember. So you weren't. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I was probably pretty frustrated. Yeah, you I know, was going to school. ask. How did
0: that affect, kind of like your mental status at the time? Were you were you sad, depressed about that kind no, of stuff? No, I never or? was sad or depressed.
1: Okay. My my parents always taught us that you are as good as anybody. Mm. So uh. I believe that. So. Yeah. You know, I so I was always happy about who I am, really, Okay. even though I was deemed mildly retarded. Really, I was considered mildly retarded, but it didn't affect me didn't even affect in terms, you. yeah. I mean, wow. I was like, I, I felt good about who I was, yeah, that I was as good as anybody. <laughs>
0: yeah. Wow, and, what how great are your parents to do that, though? You know what I mean? Yes, like what but, a beautiful uh, thing for them,
1: and I think a lot of it had to do with because we were black. Mm-hmm. And because of discrimination, yeah. they wanted us to know that we had worth, yeah, and that we were important and yeah. as good as anybody. Wow, that's awesome. and so uh, that stuck with me. Now I don't know if it stuck with my siblings, okay, but it did stick with me. And uh, and I would fight every day as an elementary in, in elementary school, and I would fight because uh, I was always taken up for kids that were being picked on. Okay. So, if, if I saw someone picking on someone, I'd jump in it. Right. And I said, No, you, why don't you hit me or why don't you <laughs> deal with me? And, and most of them were boys. Right. You know? And so, yeah. um, when I I would wear uh, shorts under my skirt <laughs> going to school every day because I knew I would have to fight somebody. Wow, really? And so it gotten to a point where it was, you know, like the. Like the gunslingers you know like yeah, uh-huh. somebody want to see if they can beat you it was like that it had wow. become like that and so when i would go home there were like at least a 100 kids following me home because they knew there was going to be a fight oh my really and they wanted to see it so it was a it became yeah. a sport oh wow and so i did i so i usually i'd win
0: and this is an elementary school. This
1: is elementary school. <laughs> so it was pretty safe. Were it you, was more were, like a wrestle.
0: Right. Were you scared? No. You just you no. just had this mentality, I just I'm gonna I'm gonna help those that are being picked on. Right. Wow. And
1: then uh it, it got to where that was what I did. I fought every day. <laughs> and kids get a chance to see a good fight. <laughs> and okay. um I, I and the the way you'd win is you pit them down, and if they say "I give," you win.
0: Then you win, yeah. And so usually, usually I, I became pretty could, good at you it. You were good at yeah. it, yeah. Wow. Well, um, how lucky for the, those kids being picked on that they had you to help stick up for them. Well, right. You know,
1: <laughs> I. You know, I. So
0: that's amazing, though. I, I think that's really cool.
1: Well, I think that that has become who. I maybe mean, that's who I always was, and and I'm still that way. Yeah. You know i I care about. The downtrodden and mm. those who are suffering and those who are struggling. So yeah. that's that's who I am.
0: Just yeah, I mean, especially if you were doing it that age, you yeah. know. Do, were you ever like picked on or bullied? No. Yourself? No, no. I
1: never. I never felt.
0: You know, I want to go back. You mentioned something, and if it's okay for me mm-hmm. to ask this, you you mentioned that at times the Klan would be marching down the street. Yeah. Now, as a kid, was that a very was that a scary moment for you as well? I or think I, I, our
1: parents would take us inside, right? Be inside, but so, I mean, as a kid, we as go, a man. kid, I never thought about it. Okay, and and it was down the main street. Oh, gotcha. You know, so okay. it wasn't like in my neighborhood.
0: Okay, it was like, but still, they were there. And, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay,
1: and so my dad fought for for civil rights and for justice, and yeah, even in the car industry, you know, yeah. Uh, that people were being treated fairly. And wow. he was on a board uh, called Model Cities in Flint. They were okay. uh, going to, you know, remodel Flint and redo Flint. And so he was very active and yeah. in social wow. settings. And so was my pastor. My pastor was like the, the main pastor, you know, right. that everybody looked up to.
0: So faith was a big part of your upbringing. Yes, yeah. now.
1: <laughs> at 13 I couldn't read right okay so there was a girl who came well she came from the south and came up north to Flint Michigan and she was tall and she had lots of braids on her hair and every braid like had a little different color bow on it okay and i guess that's how they lived yeah. in mississippi that's that's <laughs> what they did and the kids teased her uh, and of course of course, there you I'm, are. <laughs> there I am. And she was at least a foot taller than me. She was a tall girl, big girl, uh-huh. but she wouldn't fight. And she would just cry. Mm. And so I took it for and I said, why don't you just grab them? You can grab them and just sit on
0: them. Right, yeah. <laughs> and
1: she said, I can't. My friend wouldn't like it. I said, your friend? I, I admired her so much because I knew she could beat them if she fought them. Right, yeah. But she wouldn't do it. And so, and I, you know, I mean, I didn't have the strength not to fight, you know? I mean, so it wasn't about uh, me being afraid to fight. Right. It was harder for me not to fight. (laughs) Right. So (laughs) I admired her. And I wanted to know who her friend was. And she said she'd take me to his house. So one Sunday she took me to his house. And it was a church building. Oh, and her best friend was Jesus. Wow. And that's how I came to know Jesus Christ.
0: Are you serious? Yes. What a
1: story. And through and she sang in the choir and her voice was beautiful. It was glorious. And I thought, Oh, if I could just sing, if I could just have a voice, if I yeah. could have a voice like that. And so I I prayed and and I was twelve at the time. Yeah. She was 13. You had to be 13 to be in the choir. Okay. So I had to wait a year. Oh, wow. So I would go to church every Sunday and hear them sing. Uh-huh. And, I, and I, and then I would sing from the hymnal in the congregation. And that's how I learned how to read.
0: Oh, wow. I learned how to read okay.
1: by singing the hymns. Okay. So it was the Spirit Yeah. coming to know Jesus Christ and filling the Spirit and getting to know Him personally. As wow. my my best friend, yeah. I was able to talk to him. He would mm-hmm. talk to me, and he would teach me, and I learned how to read through wow. singing the hymns.
0: That is amazing.
1: And so, uh, he just like he just expanded my mind. So uh-huh. in school, I was beginning to understand concepts, even con- complex. Uh, 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 thoughts, and right. I love psych, uh, I think they had, uh, what was it called, it wasn't called psychology, it was called philosophy, uh, Philosophy. philosophy, and, philosophy okay. and, and um, I, you know, I just, uh, I, I can say this, that by the time I graduated from, well, my IQ was a 30, I mean, no, it was a, a 90, mm. And I guess that's borderline. Okay. Yeah. And and they would let my mom and me know what my situation was. And so by the time I gra- I got out of high, uh, junior high school, it, went, it jumped to 135. Wow. And I started doing better. I was doing better in that's classes. That's a big jump. It was a big jump. Yeah. And so I don't know what it was by the time I graduated from high school. But I graduated with honors. Oh, man. Got scholarships from... Indiana University, University of Michigan, a lot of the yeah. big schools, and the Lord
0: gave me a voice. Boy, did he ever, by the And
1: way. I I, I, <laughs> I asked, I, when I asked, I said, if you give me a voice, I won't fight anymore. I will never fight again. Man. And I never fought again. Really? And the church, when when I joined the choir at 13, the church saw something in me. Mm -hmm. And I was like an orphan kid. Okay. Because this was a church where families went to church. And I was the only one in my family to go. Okay. And so people just took me under their wing. They nurtured me and loved me. Yeah. And the church paid for my voice lessons from the age of 13 until I graduated from high school at 18.
0: Really? That is amazing. And
1: I took voice lessons twice a week, every week. And they sought after the best voice teacher they could find. And evidently, he was a great voice teacher because (laughs) uh, I remember with Nats, and Nats, uh, that's an organization of voice teachers. Okay. Uh, And they would have regional competitions and state competitions and so I competed in a tri city, no it was tri state. Okay. It was Ohio, Indiana, and Michigan. And I was among the top two voices out of those three states.
0: Wow, that is And that amazing. was because
1: of that teacher. Wow. And being trained, of course classically. Yeah. You had to be trained, because at the yeah. time when you're training in voice, they train you classically. Okay. But by the time I graduated from high school, when I used to sing gospel, and I love singing gospel, by the time I graduated, I couldn't sing gospel. Right. I could only sing opera. <laughs> really? Classical. My M- Aretha not sounded
0: classical. Everything yeah. sounded classical, yeah, like, right. oh my
1: gosh. <clears throat> <laughs> but, but nevertheless.
0: Um, well, I want to point out, okay. this is so beautiful, thank oh. you. I mean, I'm getting emotional as uh. you're sharing this story. You know, it really is because of the girl who said, I'm not going to do anything because of my friend. Right. I mean, think about how that one little conversation for you, you're like, well, who's that? Right. How that changed the course. That changed my total your, course. I mean, really. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's why I was getting so emotional. I'm like, I'm connecting these dots here as you're sh- sharing your story and I'm going, are you kidding me? Right. This is unbelievable. Yes.
1: And so, and, and so I, I live by the promptings of the spirit. Wow. So if, if, when I am centered, and I that's what I would say to people. Now, some people don't believe in God. Uh, I do. Yeah. And because I do, my life changed.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And because I do, I have joy. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm never depressed. I never feel depressed. I, I do have joy. And it's because I align my will with that of my Savior. Yeah. So whatever he wants me to do, that's what I want to do. Yeah. Wow. And it's a choice. Yeah. And so if I'm doing his will, he opens the doors for me. He makes sure that I'm able to accomplish my goals.
0: Yeah. Wow. Well, and just like you said, as you were singing these gospel hymns, you learned to read right It expanded your mind. Right. you started understanding things that you never understood before. Right. And, I mean, it just started to expand as you continue mm-hmm. and I mean, I mean, I'm feeling it as you're saying this, mm-hmm. like I feel that love and that mm-hmm. spirit I mean i I feel it yes, yeah. It's undeniable. And I'm sorry, listeners. I get to sit here in front of her face to face and feel this. And I'm hoping you're feeling this as you're as she's sharing this with you guys, because this is so beautiful.
1: Well, I I met a a young man in college and we were just friends. And I talked to the Lord and I I said, I'm ready to get married. You know, I was getting my master's degree Mm -hmm. and I was dating several guys at the time (laughs) And I, I scheduled everything, and I scheduled my boyfriends when <laughs> this one would take me to breakfast. This one would take me to lunch. This one would take me to a movie, and I want to go to that uh, musical <laughs> on Saturday. So this one would take me to that, and I just scheduled them like I scheduled my schoolwork. Right. Yeah. And <laughs> I love it. And then the spirit said I had to get rid of all seven boyfriends, and I that was difficult.
0: You were like what? Yeah.
1: Uh, and, but I did, I called them. I just, I had to call them on the phone. I couldn't, and right. they, some of them were in tears like, why, why? Yeah. Uh, and three of the seven wanted to marry me in fact. Wow. And I, and so they was like, what did I do? I said, nothing. It's me. It's me. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. But I did. And within the week I, I, well, I talked with a friend who was getting her doctorate degree and I said, I'm, I'm, I want to get married. And, and I wrote down all the qualities I wanted. And she said, she looked at, and she says, Deborah, ain't none. That's what she said, ain't none. They don't exist. Well, are you serious? <laughs> and after I had gotten rid of all these guys, <laughs> um, um, I'm, I was coming off the bus, going to a class, and a guy that was on the bus, he was it was in the winter and the snow and he was helping all the girls get off the bus. And he had the most beautiful smile. Yeah. I was
0: like, Wow. Like who's that guy?
1: And yeah. yeah. Who's he? And I walked away <laughs> and then I turned back around and when I turned around, he turned around. And I was I was embarrassed and kept right. walking.
0: Yeah, he caught me looking. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, and so, it just so happened, we were starting our new classes. He happened to be in my class. Now you know there are thousands, right, at the University of Michigan. Thousands. And thousands. he happened to be in my class, yeah. and and I didn't think really that much of it. And then we began to. We had this big trip, and we went on this big trip together, an arts trip, uh-huh. uh, on the van, and he sat next to me, eight hours to another university, I think. We went to Purdue, and we went somewhere else. That week, right. we and we came back, so we had hours of talking. Yeah. And, I, and so we became good friends, we just, he would take me to breakfast every morning. hmm And that was great. Yeah. And then he asked me to marry him. And he said, I think, had the audacity to say, now or never. <laughs> and I said, really? what? <laughs> and in my head, it was like, yeah. never, are you crazy? <laughs> And then the Spirit (laughs) spoke to me and said, You told me to choose your mate. And I thought, "Uh, Okay, well, let's, can we pray about it? At the time, he didn't believe in God anymore. He, at one time, had believed in God. Okay. He went to Oberlin College and got an edumacation. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Right. And so he stopped (laughs) believing in God. and, And I told him, You know, that the, the I, I said, we have to pray about it. And we, He so he knelt in prayer with me. And this, and then the right spirit. Right then was, and there. Right then and there. And the spirit said, this gift I give to you for eternity. I went, whoa, eternity? I mean, I've heard of death do you part. Yeah, right. Never, never eternity. eternity. You're like. And I thought, <laughs> well, this is. So I guess I'm supposed to marry him. I had only known him for two months. And I said, okay. I said, I said, when do you want to get married? <laughs> Are you serious? And he said, two weeks. Oh, man. And we were married in two
0: weeks. Oh, that is incredible. And that's,
1: the, that's who I'm married to today. And we have eight wonderful children.
0: Eight children. So his name is Harry. Harry. I just got to meet him yes. just before we started. Yeah. An amazing man. Very yeah. polite, kind. Yeah, very kind. That same guy that's helping people off the bus that you right, saw that were right. helping or on the bus yeah. or either way yeah very you you can tell he's got a great heart he does yeah,
1: and he totally supports me that's that's awesome and so three months after we married, we went to Africa as Baptist missionaries. Wow, yeah, that's great so we and that ch- that totally changed my life. Mm. I mean I knew the Savior mm-hmm. but living in the village with the people, yeah. sleeping in the mud houses with them taking yeah. baths in the creek with them, wow. helping them uh, till their fields. They showed us how to live Man. a Christ-like life. Really? We read the scriptures. We taught them. But they were already living it.
0: Yeah, they were living it. They were living mm. it, and they showed us how. I've heard that before, that these this, the, these poor kids in Africa are like the happiest kids on the oh, planet. Yeah. Like they just are.
1: Yeah, just wow. because they know who they are. They have their voice.
0: Boy, They're centered.
1: One. They're one. They're whole. They're complete. Wow. So teaching them about Jesus, it was like, wow, this is, this is uh, nothing new to them. Yeah. The life of Christ. And what he teaches is what they believe already. That's why when missionaries go to Africa, yeah. they join in droves because they're already in tune. They already yeah, they're live already, it. Yeah.
0: They're, like, oh, it just matches up with right, them with what they're already what doing. What they already know. Yeah. Man, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> How long were you guys there? Um, 19 months. Okay.
1: Until the spirit told me to resign.
0: It's time to move on and, yeah, you and do but, your next.
1: But we thought we were going to live there forever. Yeah. But, and so it was very difficult. Yeah. There are two things that was the, the most difficult thing that ever happened to me was after I had decided I would never fight again and that the, that I would follow the Lord and listen and be obedient. Uh, I was at a choir rehearsal, and they knew me as a little bad kid right cuz i was i was fighting all the time yeah <laughs> and there's another girl that was a little bad girl who mm. from the other side of town and mm. she was getting jealous cuz i was getting solos oh and so i heard her talking to somebody in front of me and i went and all of a sudden my i mean i just really you know i just got hot it was like it used to be when i used to fight and everything started going black, and all you see is the person. Yeah,
0: you just laser focused. It was like
1: destroy, you know? And (laughs) I can't picture you like that. Yeah. And so I was real, and I said, and I called myself, and I said to her, don't use my name in vain. That's what what I said to her. Wow. (laughs) And she got up, put her hands on her hip, turned around and said, no one's talking about you. And if you say another word, I'm going to knock you through the wall. Whoa. Everybody in the car went, oh, Ooh, it's on. Yeah. Because these are two bad girls, right? Yeah. And it took everything within me yeah. not to grab that girl. Yeah. I stood there and my body shook and tears streamed down my face. And then I sat down because I promised the Lord. I loved him so much because of all that he had given me yeah. and, and the joy that I had felt because of him that I would, I would not break that promise, promise I made yeah. to him. Wow. And that was the hardest thing <laughs> I, I ever did.
0: <laughs> I bet it was. was not to
1: fight. <laughs> and I was probably about 14. Right. I was about a year in. But to do that
0: at 14,
1: yeah, that's pretty incredible. And guess what she did? after choir was over she came up to me and she said i was talking about you i'm sorry
0: wow so her heart was softened Mm -hmm. and so was yours yes what a beautiful experience yeah
1: i still remember her name denise nichols was her name
0: denise we love you if you're listening (laughs) to this just so you know no more fighting. And then, yes. <laughs> right? and then that's the,
1: incredible. And that's the hardest thing that ever yeah, did please. was when the Spirit said resign from that mission. Mm-hmm. We love the people. The people loved us. Yeah, right. And so we had to resign,
0: yeah. and we came back home. Came back home. And
1: it was difficult, too, because we were representing <laughs> the missionary Baptist Church of the United States. Yeah, there were like only twelve missionaries, and four million people who supported us. It's like in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, if an apostle said, "I'm resigning," right, that would be very difficult. Yeah, be like, "Whoa, what? Well, well, what happened? (laughs) Why? (laughs) Exactly? What did you do wrong? You know, Mm -hmm. you can't do this. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta shake our church. You
0: know." But we had to do it. Wow. Incredible story, man. And you have eight kids now. Mm-hmm. Um, we had one child that was born in Africa. Okay. Yeah, because oh. we were there for 19 months. For 19 months. Wow, that's yeah, neat. She, she had yeah, she turned a year. That's neat. Well, it's amazing how you, you let faith and the spirit and love, compassion, all of those beautiful traits and qualities guide your life. You know, yeah. and I go back. I, I seriously I keep going back to that girl saying I'm not going to because of my friend. Right. I mean,
1: you know, oh, it you just know, blows my mind. Someone said to me this week, you know, because I'm teaching a uh, emotional resilience class. I, I'm I'm a facilitator for a, yeah a emotional resilience class. Great. And we we're talking about the Savior and uh, and and you know, following in His way and and she said. Well, that could take, you know, that could take years, I mean, or or months, it could take forever, or it could Mm be, you know, uh, eternity. Yeah. And I said, no, you can decide today. Yeah. You can make that decision. And when you make a decision to do the right thing, it may be very, very difficult, almost impossible seemingly. Mm -hmm. But if you do it, the next decision is easier. Yeah. And the next one is easier. That's a good point. And the next one is easier. Yeah. Yeah. You know, to for sure. And 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 for because of my love for the Savior and what he's done for not only me, but for all of us. You know. Right. I owe him everything. hmm So I don't want to disappoint him. Yeah. So I do because I love. Yep. Because I love him. Yeah, And I think it, when we can make good decisions, make decisions that, well, of course, Christ was all about good and positive. For sure. And if we can make that decision, we can make that decision today. Yeah, right. And it doesn't mean that you, you don't fall back or you don't, but you just get right back up on that horse. Yeah. That's all. It. you just get back on the horse yeah that's why he died that's why he atoned for our sins right yeah i, now, I didn't think i would be talking about all that
0: no I hey i asked but, the question okay <laughs> so this is great okay. i'm so glad you shared this yeah seriously it's beautiful
1: so, so teaching voice voice
0: that was the next thing i wanted to get into you know i I have it on here. you're you're a master transformational vocal coach. Vocal coach. How did that come about? And yeah, let's
1: okay. Well, you know, I had great training from the age of thirteen, yeah, and then went on to got my master's from University of Michigan in vocal performance. But I could only sing classical at that point. I couldn't mm-hmm. sing pop anymore, gospel or <laughs> and my husband, sought after who's the best voice teacher in the world. They, and he found this man named Seth Riggs, who yeah. was Michael Jackson's voice teacher. Really? And he taught wow. at the time, That's amazing. 80% of the people who won the Grammys were his students. And he also trained winners, Metropolitan Opera winners. Man. So he was considered the best in the Yeah. World. Wow. I mean, he was definitely the most celebrated voice teacher in the world. Yeah. And so he introduced, he found him, talked to him, and asked him if he would take me. Okay. And th- at that time, I lived in Vegas. Cause, and then, and he lived in L.A. LA so yeah. we drove with our little five babies, <laughs> six and under, to L.A. For me to take my first lesson.
0: And he but he had already agreed. Yeah, he to, had agreed to, to take me. To take you. To, to, to take me. Yeah, and wow. I,
1: wa- I thought, well, I was
0: gonna be a superstar, right? Yeah, I wanna right. be
1: a superstar and learn how to sing pop again. <laughs> and he cried. He hugged me and he cried on my shoulder and said, I believe the Lord sent you to me to teach this method. And I thought, because I'm a little feisty, (laughs) and here's this white man crying on my shoulder. (laughs) You know, I'm blowing snot all over the place. I'm like, (laughs) what is this? What's going on? No (laughs) way. I've been teaching voice for 15 years. I'm not trying to teach voice lessons. Right. I want you to make me a star. So I'm like, I'm not coming back. And I left. Didn't come back. And then things happened that year hmm uh, my husband left his job to become a salesman. Someone told him he could be a salesman. Didn't happen Didn't i mean work. he was he yeah. was trying, but the buddy wasn't sure. coming yeah and so uh the spirit told me to go take a lesson with Seth Riggs again. I thought, well oh, that that guy. Oh, guy, my gosh, really? The guy that cried all over me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I even had the, I didn't even have the money to go. But I always taught voice, so I had two students. Okay. And they were paying $25 a week, so I had 50 bucks, which was just enough to fly in L.A. and come back. Come back, wow. That's it. That's it, yeah. But the spirit said, do it. So I did it. I We've... Uh, round trip ticket, and there I am in L.A. Not knowing if this man even would take me, even if he will remember me.
0: Yeah.
1: I saw stars walking through the, through the, uh, the airport. It must have been the Grammys or something, or mm-hmm. it must have happened or something. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, how am I gonna get to him? How am I? And yeah. I started praying, and I had my planner. And I remember I had, I was in a seminar with an actor and he lived in L.A. So I didn't even have a dime wow. to make the phone call. But back then, you could do a collect call.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I did a collect call to my husband. <laughs> and my husband, I think he did a three-way or something with me and got him on the line. And he said, oh, Debra, yes, I remember you. You're going to go see Seth. I'm going to pick you up right now. I'll pick you up from the airport. I'll take you. Really? So he came and got me. <laughs> and I was like, oh, gosh. So I used his phone, called Seth. And Seth said, sure, I have five o'clock. Come, come right on. And I was like, okay. And I was thinking, how am I going to pay for it? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So I started praying again. And the Spirit spoke to me and said, look at my planner, and I saw this attorney's number that was in my church. Okay. It was in my ward. Oh, yeah. And this guy, he, he was not a nice guy. He yelled at people. And I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, right. I have to call him. I called <laughs> him and told him my story, and he yelled at me. <laughs> said, are you crazy? You have no money, and you are you expect me to pay for your voice lessons? And I said, well, the Spirit gave me your name, that's okay. Like, he gave me your name, he'll give me somebody else's name. Okay, I'll send you the money. I'll give you, the, I'll wire you the money. And he <laughs> wired me the money. Wow. How much you need? And $250 came out of my mouth. I'm like, oh, why did I say that? He's The guy's only $100. Why did I say 250 But I did 250 And I said, I'll pay you back next week. And I'm like, why did I say that? Yeah, like, how am I going to do How am same? I going to yeah. pay him back, you know? <laughs> <That's-> so, <laughs> so, I had the money to pay him came home, let people know that I was teaching, I, I studied with this man, Seth Riggs. Now, when I went in there to study with him, I'm take yeah. a lesson, I was hoping he didn't remember me. Right. <laughs> because he cried on my shoulder, right? And I didn't come back. Right. And the Lord told me to go and study with the man, Seth Riggs. I thought I would go just one time and come home. And after the lesson... I went to open the door, say goodbye, and I put my hand on the door knob, I mean on the door, and he said, and Deborah, I turned around, I said, yes, don't you leave me again. <laughs> I went, oh, I said, this time next week? He said, yes, I said, okay, I went, oh, no. Yeah. I have to come back. But when I went home, people start calling me out of the woodwork really? for voice lessons. And I had enough money to start paying my bills, and to pay for my lesson, to pay for the flight, and it got bigger and bigger and bigger. The my my business. Yeah. But that's that is amazing. You know, but that's and I think that's in listening to the Spirit. Yeah. Getting to having that personal relationship with the Savior, Mm -hmm. as a friend, where he can talk to you, and you're obedient. Yeah. You may ask, you do some crazy things. <laughs> Which, yeah. this is still the story of my life. I'm still doing crazy things. Yeah. But, I have joy, and things are happening. I mean, we're renting a big house in Provo on the top of the, we're on the last street on the, on the hill. There's no way I should be able to afford uh, uh, <laughs> right. to live there. Yeah. I, I I don't own it. We're renting it, and I'm feeling I need to finish the basement, their basement. Which would cost over fifty thousand dollars to finish it. Yeah. I'm like, this is not even my house, but that's what I'm feeling from the spirit. Yeah. Uh-huh. That I need the space to heal people. Yeah. So that's what I'm doing. Yeah. And she's not giving me any, any, she said, if you want to do it, you could do it, but your rent is still the same. I'm not going to. Right. No breaks. No breaks. Yeah. And that's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> and, and people, and the Lord has just given me clients to, <laughs> and, and this last client was just last week. And I'm like, Oh, I'm going to do this. The, I, I start praying. I say, Lord, I hope he's a contractor. He wants two of his kids to, to take voice lessons, and they were in American Idol or something, so they really oh, want to okay. do something. Yeah, right. And I said, But can he afford it? I don't think he can afford me because I am 500 an hour. And uh, he said, I said, Well, what do you do? He says, I'm a contractor.
0: <laughs> You're like,
1: Whoa, thank you, Lord. Yeah. So I have electricians in my house right now he framed it all up last week the uh that's they, they did the the heating and and uh cooling mm-hmm. yesterday and the electricians are in there today
0: that's amazing so
1: i'll have that that big big space yeah to to heal to help people to have them coming because the guy that i'm that that picked me up to take me to Seth Riggs. The seminar I went to was holodynamics. Mm. It was tools to release negative emotion. Okay. And the guy, uh, Dr. Vernon Wolf, he was at one time uh, over the religion department and the psychology department for BYU. And okay. he had tools yeah. to clear. And so that's where I met him, okay. this guy. And so that's where I learned these tools to clear negative emotion. So within minutes, I can clear anxiety, depression, uh, jealousy, uh, any negative emotion, I can release that that within minutes. Within minutes. Within minutes.
0: And is that part of your, also with your students with the vocal coaching? You You kind of put those hand-to-hand? Well,
1: yes and no. Okay. I teach a a superior vocal training technique that I learned from Seth Riggs. Yeah. And a person that he admired. And I thought, you admire another voice teacher? I got to go see who he is. Yeah, who's that? That was Richard Miller. That was Richard Miller. And he was, at the time, The number one voice teacher in the world, Mm. so I'm—I was an associate of Richard Miller for nine years before he died, and over twenty years with Seth Riggs. So both of those methods—one teach classical, one teach Mm. pop—but truth is truth. Yeah, and they teach the same thing. They didn't even know each other. (laughs) They use different terms, but it's the same, you know. And so, and 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 training the voice by clear by clearing your voice and finding your f- true voice by getting rid of all the negative and and the obstructions in your voice mm-hmm. you clear yourself. Oh wow. You find that you 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 find who you truly are.
0: Uh, okay.
1: So that's so that is the technique. Yeah. But sometimes when people are stuck because of trauma Mm-hmm. and I see that, oh, there's something else happening, I talk to them, and then I clear them. Oof. And when I clear them of their negative emotion, then their voice is able to function better where I can clear their voice.
0: Wow. And it's a technique. It's a vocal technique. It's a vocal technique. And
1: it's and It's the scientific.
0: Yeah, it's, well, I've watched a few of your YouTube videos, videos on your website of, of some of your students talking about that. It's uh, it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Like, it really is. I mean, it's not only you, you're helping them find their true voice and mm-hmm. sing, but boy, like you just said, you're clearing them of these things that are holding them back. Right,
1: now let me tell you something. Please. This is something I just Please. discovered <laughs> uh, in the last two or three months. Because as I was clearing one of my... St- students and this girl I mean he had a horrible voice she could not sing at all <laughs> I mean it was bad yeah. but as we trained her I trained her voice and began to clear her voice and she was very sh- timid and she'd let people step on her a mm. lot you know Yeah. and she was oh it's okay is that right yeah. she was like that you know mm-hmm. and she would hold stuff and as I cleared her voice and now she's she's in fact, two months into the program, she says, "I wanna, I, I'm gonna uh, uh, get in a co- vocal competition." I'm like, "What? And you're gonna bear my name? <laughs> and you're gonna get? it? Oh my gosh, no! Why? Well, I just want to do it. And so I had like a month to really, really work her voice really, and get her voice in, yeah. right and get her voice clear. So she was able to get in the competition, and she, you know, she was second runner-up in the competition. No way. Second runner-up. That's awesome. And she changed, and that's what I find. As I clear your voice, you clear, and you're you're more solid in who you are. And now she doesn't, oh, it's okay anymore. Now she tells people how she feels. Right. (laughs) And if you step on her toe, she says, like, hey, you just stepped on my toe and it hurts. Yeah, Please hurt. don't do that again. Yeah, please. Yeah. Well, that's not who she was before. Right. Are. But <clears throat> what I <throat> found is finding your voice, it may not be very pretty. You may not be very pretty.
0: hmm
1: And that's because of negative emotions and things that have happened in your life. Okay. That may make you negative.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I find that then the tracking, like with the dynamics, getting rid of the negative emotion, then you can get rid of that. Okay. You can find out who you are, but at your best, because then you release the negative emotion also.
0: Yeah, wow. That's
1: awesome. That's what I've just realized. Because I used to just, you know, work yeah. out people's voices. Sure. They become like from little kittens to lioness. Yeah. But they may become lioness, but they may not be very nice. Yeah. But they're not
0: nice because of other things
1: in yeah. their life that they need to clear.
0: Yeah, so I would consider you a lioness, but you're but you're nice and kind. Well,
1: you know, <laughs> I I I is sometimes that true? I wonder. I I th- I thought maybe not <laughs> because uh, I had because right now what I'm doing <laughs> is I'm finding voice teachers who are considered prominent voice teachers, are very good voice teachers, and I'm having them come in. And work with some of my students So that I can see If they have more tools I want it Right And I'll share the, share with them When I have to And I was complimenting uh, One of the voice teachers And I said You know And you know she, Voice teachers can be a little stuffy Okay. Their nose could go up in the air, and it could be very—you know—they yeah. talk kind of yeah. funny, you know—and sure. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, which is really a sign of insecurity, really. for sure, absolutely. So uh, I I said, you know, yes, we w- we uh, I said um, w- I want you to take from take a, a lesson from this lady, and I think she's a uh, very fine voice. She's trained with some of the best in the world. Yeah. I don't want you to take a lesson, yeah. and you know, and and I believe that she has something to offer you. Yeah. This is what I said to my student, and the teacher said, "Oh, you're very kind," and I said, "Oh no, oh, no. <laughs> I don't think I'm kind," and I said, "Meadow, which was my student, tell her y- you know me, uh, you've been with me for right. years. Tell her am I kind?" And she said. You're direct. Direct. Yeah. You're honest, which is very kind. That's what she said. I went, Oh, she says, because you're honest and you say truth and you tell the yeah. truth, yep. that's very kind, Deborah. Yeah.
0: You're, I, I would say yes. I,
1: I said, wow, I didn't expect that. Yeah, right. Because I know that yeah. I am very direct.
0: Yeah. Well, and I agree with that. I agree that that is kind, mm-hmm. and and you are very direct. You I, you speak I your am. mind, and uh-huh. you're not that you you're assertive, and and, and uh-huh. I love what you're saying too. Going back to what you do for your clients, not only with their vocal voice and to be able to sing, but I love how you you're, you're clearing them of these things that are holding them back right. in their lives, and what a gift that is. Yes, I mean. Even if they don't become these amazing singers, right. if you've done that for them or helped them get there, right? what a gift. They right. walk out of there going, you know, I know how to deal with anxiety now better than right. I've ever yeah. known, or you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's yeah. really neat that you do that.
1: Yeah, I, I used to love teaching women, especially, mm-hmm. especially in this culture. As I was coming, like 20 years ago, it was really bad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. where women were uh depressed
0: low self-worth yeah because yeah
1: they give everything to their family everything they give everything to their children nothing for themselves they serve their husbands and they have nothing for to them a the point
0: of exhaustion right, right? and yeah.
1: a point of no self-worth yeah just
0: like and, yeah
1: and so a lot of women were like in bed couldn't get out of their beds to take mm. care of their children Mm. And I would begin to teach them voice, train their voices, (laughs) and as I train their voices, their voices change. Instead of "Hi, oh, come," you know, they would say, "Uh, "Will you please close the door?" Yeah. Now they have this voice. Will you please close the door?
0: Yeah. It's different. Yes. And people treat them differently. Their voices change. Well, it also demand it kind of demands respect, right? Right. Versus doormat. I'm going to walk all over you because you're so so kind. Yeah, and so. No, no, no. Such
1: a sweet voice. Yeah. Like the primary yes, voice. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and that's exactly. not who they are. No. A lot of these women, primary women, are not
0: that. Well, it's like you're bringing out what's like you said who they who truly they really are. are. Right. I love that. Oh.
1: And I used to say this to them, but now I know why I used to say it. I used to say, as I train your voice. You're gonna have to be kinder. You're gonna have to be more gentle. Yeah. You have to be nicer because people are not gonna see you the same way. Right. Your voice will change. <laughs> yeah. You you will change. You will you will be more confident in who you are, and so you're, you know, so, so can you imagine a husband who married this, this yeah. person, and now yeah. they're talking like this. Yeah. They're saying, well, you don't have to yell at me. I'm not yelling honey I'm just telling you just being direct you know just being honest yeah I love it but I say but you say you have to be kind but now I understand they need the tracking
0: yep yeah so
1: that they can truly be who they truly are yeah which which is at at a very fundamental state we are that we might have joy Mm mm-hmm yeah you know, and that, and, and joy, goodness brings joy. Yeah.
0: That's what brings joy. For sure.
1: And so when you get rid of these negative emotions, then you're positive. Yes. Yeah. And you'll have joy.
0: Yeah. Man, it's so State well, of being. State of being. So beautifully said, Deborah. Seriously. Uh, wow. This is beautiful. You're an amazing woman. Wow. You really are. Well, thank you. I mean that. Like, I mean, I've heard. Because we have a mutual friend who talked you up like no other. Uh-huh. I've done a lot of research on you. People, the way people talk your, your testimonials of people, you know, where they come in saying, "I had anxiety that I couldn't even get out of bed," and then I got I got to work with Deborah, and my mm-hmm. life has changed completely. And I love how you, you know, you're a very faithful woman, mm-hmm. in the sense that you rely on that as your guide. Yes, that's very. I respect anyone who uh, lives it. If that mm-hmm. makes sense, I don't care if you're Catholic or LDS mm-hmm. or if you're Buddhist or whatever it is, but when you truly live it, that's a beautiful thing and it's pretty rare, actually.
1: Well, I tell you, but
0: I admire you for that. Is what I'm trying to say. It
1: brings joy if people knew. Yeah. The joy that they can have
0: mm-hmm.
1: in being one, yeah. being whole, yeah. being complete. Yeah. And what makes and, and, and I think that's that's linked. And align with your creator. Yep. Then you're one with him.
0: Wow. One true voice, right? One true voice. Yeah. Yes. So beautiful. Well, I want to ask you a, a question here in closing. If there's someone listening to your, your voice, mm-hmm. <laughs> your one true voice right now, the, and they're struggling and they're just having a rough time and they're just not sure what to do. You've already given some great advice already, but what would you tell that one person right now who's just having a hard time?
1: Okay, this is what I would say. Close your eyes and see yourself in your full potential. The you that knows everything there is to know about you, your perfected you, your celestial you. That you m- may not look like you, but that's okay. It may even come in a form of of a butterfly, or it may be a lioness, or it may be you on 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 skis, going, being pulled by a boat, or an angel. However, you sense or see yourself me in my full potential. Wow. And if you have any questions about your life, what you should be doing, who you are, ask ask them and know that the answer you get is the right answer. That's the you that knows
0: hmm.
1: what about you which is connected to that higher power. Hmm. Just take time and listen. Hmm. If you want to know about how should I be with m- my child, David, he just he just frustrated me. He didn't do blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. What should I say to him? Listen and let that perfected you tell you. And if you want to help your child, put your child at his full potential. And put you in your full potential mm. and let your full potential talk to your child. Honey, what's wrong? Why are you crying? What can I do to help you? And let your child and his full potential tell you and then do that. Wow.
0: Beautifully said.
1: Thank you. Mm-hmm. That was powerful. It
0: works. No, i it's bet. it's real. No, I can feel it. I can feel your truth there for sure. You know, if someone wants to reach out to you, Deborah, and they want to know more about you or if they want to, you know, um, well, uh,
1: I'll say this, uh, email me. Okay. I'm, I'm not good with online. <laughs> I'm not, I'm, I'm an old, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in the boonies when it comes yeah. to that. So email me, Deborah, D E B R A at dot com. Okay. In fact, I'm going to, like I said, I'm I'm fixing my basement right now so that I can do seminars and heal.
0: Love it. I love it.
1: So, yeah, so deborah at deborahbonner.com or you can call me or text me Hmm. 602 301 0406.
0: Wow. There's your your number
1: deborah at (laughs) deborahbonner.com. Or 602-301-0406. and I can even clear you on the yeah. phone. Wow, that's so awesome! Mm. And then the seminar that I'm going to be doing is going to be starting in February because okay. by February my basement should be finished. Should be good to go. Yeah, yeah. Huh. you know, g- get in touch with me. Yeah, and let's let's. Set you up to be in some of those seminars, and I'll teach you how to do it for yourself yeah. and your children.
0: Okay.
1: I have eight children, mm, all eight children, happy children, progressive, doing well.
0: Yeah, that's awesome.
1: And 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 that's something to be said. Yeah. A husband and wife, black, husband and wife, <laughs> eight children, and all are doing very well. All are thriving. They're thriving wow. in what they want to do.
0: Yeah. It's beautiful.
1: And it's not that I've tracked my kids a lot. I haven't done much tracking with them because if you track yourself, it clears your posterity. Yeah. Wow. And it clears your upline. Yeah. Huh. It's amazing. It's somehow that amazing. That, it's that, amazing. that happens. Well, yeah.
0: I believe it. Well, you're an amazing woman. Um, you're very direct, you, you speak truth. And um, I really admire the work that you're doing. You really are a light in this world. Yeah. And I'm grateful. You know, I, I'm so blessed that I get to sit in front of amazing people. Mm. And, and I'm sitting in front of you going, man, I'm so blessed today well, what, to hear what your, can your story. For this,
1: how can I serve you? What can I do for you?
0: You've already, you already have. Just you coming to share truth today is really, it's opened up my heart. I'm so excited for our listeners to hear your story. And that in itself is going to be amazing. I'm just grateful that I get to know you.
1: <laughs> well, I hope that we continue.
0: Let's do this. Yes. And if there I are
1: people that I can help that you know.
0: Yep, I will. I'd be glad to. Absolutely. Yeah. So, guys, please reach out to her. She gave her email and her phone number. Uh, her website is yourtruevoice.com. Check that out as well. It's
1: under construction. <laughs> but it's still there it's and it's good there. stuff. There's mm-hmm.
0: good info. But yeah, please send her an email, ask her a question she'll help you out any way she can and um, I just want to thank all my listeners too for tuning in once again please share this with anyone you know who may be struggling who may be struggling with anxiety or depression or low self-esteem low self-worth and Deborah's story will not only inspire them but uh, they can also reach out to her for some help as well so Deborah thanks for your time today I can't thank you